Steve, happy Monday. <laughs> happy Monday to you, man. You have a good Father's Day? Yeah, it was good. It was pretty, pretty low-key. My wife and daughter actually uh, left for a camp, so it was just me and my son and went and saw my dad. So it's kind of a little bachelor's Father's Day, which was kind of cool. Nice. I like it. How about you with the little kiddos? Uh, yeah, man. Just ha- hang out at home. Little man's uh, pretty colicky right now, so it's not – we, like, contemplated doing a, a day trip and going fishing or something, <laughs> but – we're like, ah, an hour and a half of him screaming in the car seat just didn't sound that appealing. So It didn't? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what that moment you're out there and you're like, fishing is so relaxing. There's a kid screaming yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, too, how much uh, everything's infinitely more work with little kids, you know? Oh, yeah. Just packing yeah. up the stuff and, yeah. Yeah. That's I did... Um, I think it was Saturday. I mowed the yard and popped in, uh, popped in the podcast, and I listened to the one um, you guys did. You did with uh, I couldn't make it. That Rob Garing of Spartan Precision. Oh yeah, uh, um, man, that was a really good episode. I, I loved his message and um, life philosophy and stuff like that. If anyone out there hasn't listened to that one, that de- definitely go back and take a listen. It's really worth um, worth your time. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one for sure. And uh, yeah, it was just a couple couple weeks ago. One that was the full episode before the death hike. So yeah, just go back a couple weeks and it's there if you haven't caught it. Um, yeah, I was. I think even said in the intro, I don't. I don't normally go back and listen to our shows. Like I can't stand to hear myself speak. But I had to go listen to that one just because I <laughs> yeah. recorded that conversation with Rob and enjoyed it. And I knew there was so much in there that I wanted to go back and soak up. So that was for sure a good one. Yeah, I really liked it. Cool. Speaking of, uh, while we're on the topic, speaking of podcasts, this week on Wednesday, we have what I think is another really good discussion, um, and it's on Boots, which is a conversation that we've touched on a lot and we get a lot of questions about, but we basically took a pretty deep dive on the Boots in terms of like how they're built, what goes into them, um, with Technica, which is a company that you listeners might not have heard of, but we actually talked with one of their lead designers from Italy. So the language um, was thankfully not too much of an issue. He speaks English and it came through well, but um, man, Steve, what stands out from you to you from this conversation that we had on boots? Um, I think just overall general education of, you know, the, the design and thought process that goes into a boot. Obviously it's just, you know, just like designing packs, I mean, they're designing, they set out to design a boot for a purpose, a function. Um, and it was cool just to hear the thought that goes into that, right. Um, to, to have a better kind of insight into, to boots. And I think it reiterated to me that there's no, like, I, I think I used to be more firm and that everybody should wear trail running shoes that are the best thing in the world. And that's just cause that was my experience. Um, but, you know, I reiterated that everyone's got a different foot. Uh, everyone's going to have you know, a different preference. And there is no to go out there and post on social media like, what's the boot I should buy um, is really the wrong question. It should be like, what, you know, what are you looking for in a boot? And that's like, what boots have you had good luck with as far as being waterproof? Uh, what boots have you had good luck with holding up over two, three seasons of use? You know, those are the questions to ask. And then then it's a matter of narrowing down to four or five choices and you get, eventually just got to buy them and test them, you know? Yeah. Uh, everyone's foot's just different. I mean, they walk differently and have different preferences and different ankle strength. And uh, there's just, it's, it's a never ending list. 
Yeah, I think the more you can get specific um, when you're asking for boot recommendations on some of what you just mentioned, if you know you have a narrow foot or a wide foot or you need a lot of arch support or you have super flat arches or you have weak ankles and want more support or you really favor, let's say, breathability, like get as specific as possible with that, with your foot, with what you want out of a boot and uh, out of a boot. And that's the only I think a real way to get good recommendations, but even then it's, it's just a recommendation. You still have to go try from there. Um, these technical boots are interesting and we'll obviously talk about in the show, but they kind of custom fit and do some custom molding, um, with these heated materials and you go to a Technica dealer, get your foot in the boot that you'll be purchasing. They essentially mold it with heat and pressure. So you hear about that whole process. It's pretty, pretty stinking interesting. Um, We've been testing these boots since, oh, shoot, January, I think, Steve. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, shoot, I'm thinking back on it. I've hiked, yeah, through the winter, through all different snowy conditions, warmer conditions, several states at this point. Um, they're good boots for sure. Um, I've been really happy with them. It's tough to make, again, that general recommendation of they're a great boot because you might hear that and maybe they don't work for your foot, but I would say, if I was shopping personally myself, it would for sure be something that I would look into. Uh, and even more so if you do have that dealer and that fitting process available to you, which again, you guys will hear about that on the episode on Wednesday. But yeah, it's a, it's a, even if you're not interested in their boot specifically, this is a, a very helpful conversation, I think, to understand the anatomy of a boot and kind of dissect different boots for different needs. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, cool. So, Steve, um, you're you're taking off here soon for Tamarack, um, yeah. Northwest Mountain Challenge. I, we've gotten a couple questions, and I haven't even talked to you about this, and so I'm completely putting you on the spot for thousands of people to hear at this moment. But are you guys doing a run, shoot, puke up there this year? Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, very informally, though. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, basically, I think we'll just meet in the parking lot at 5.30 in the morning Saturday and go do it. Um, just kind of... So many other things on the plate this year. I kind of just went uh, a little bit more low key on it, and we'll we'll go up and enjoy it. But I didn't, um, not really making it a competition, or did, I didn't make T-shirts or anything for it this year. We we'll just go uh, wake up and enjoy the mountain and get a workout in first thing Saturday morning. Yeah. So if listeners, you just heard that and you're wondering what the heck run shoot puke is, it's something that I've done in years past at at the Northwest Mountain Challenges, and essentially go up before the course technically opens. Uh, run the pure elevation course as much as is possible <laughs> to run something like that. Shoot quick, and uh, it is a butt kicker for sure. Not only in terms of a workout, but then shooting under duress and high heart rate and all that. It's it's. I would say it's a good time. It is yeah. one way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of fun for sure. Oh, cool, man. Um, yeah, I mean, besides that, uh, been rolling on production with the new line coming out. So just what's kind of a, an update there, Steve, um, something that, you know, is we're getting closer and closer to here, just kind of give us an update on what things are looking like. Uh, yeah, things are cruising along pretty good. The only glitch we got right now is our buckle manufacturer Duraflex move facilities. And we're waiting on some of our plastic hardware to like actually finish some things out. So the female buckles that are sewn into the bag, we're waiting on those and a few other parts. So, uh, but everything, frame panels and harnesses and belts, we're cruising along, doing well with. Um, 
we're optimistic that we'll start taking orders the very end of June here and then shipping shortly after. But uh, it's production. There's about four million uh, balls up in the air that that I feel like I'm juggling at the moment. So if anything, any glitches happen, it might delay things a little bit. But um, I still feel very confident in saying if you are in the early orders, if you order in July, you'll you'll definitely have your pack in time for hunting season. If you wait until August 10th and, and orders have gone, um, you know, kind of beyond our expectations or we have any kind of hiccups along the way with production, then uh, then you might be pushing it. Yeah. So we'll be communicating anything and everything in terms of information as much as possible as, as all that plays out um, and then hopefully start taking orders here real soon. If you guys are hearing that and aren't receiving updates or wondering what updates are coming in terms of that, just go to exomountgear.com forward slash 2019. Uh, you enter your email there, and that's basically the, the best way to stay up to date um, in terms of timeline, new product information, all that. Um, we just recently put out some kind of comparisons between the current K2, K3 bags, um, and then also coming off of the death hike, Steve, I'm not sure that I know we talked about the death hike, but I'm not sure we talked about um, like opinions of the packs too much specifically after the death hike. But I think the more and more I see feedback online and then had 30 plus guys using the packs on the death hike, uh, I definitely think that that 4,800 is going to be for sure. Like, what most people go with do anything surprise you either from the death hike or uh recent feedback off of releasing those comparison photos um from the hike not really everything pretty much everybody reiterated kind of what i like that the lumbar pad seemed to grab better and stick into place um everybody really loved that 4800 bag even if they were packing something else they were looking at that one or, the, or one of the guys in their group had it and that's definitely going to be the best seller I think um, we intentionally designed the 6400 to be a big bag, and and the guys that saw it realized how big that thing is. I mean, it's truly your, you know, your 10 to 14 day expedition type bag. Like most guys here in the lower 48 probably don't need something that big. Um, so yeah, that 4800 will be a great seller. The the pack performed beautifully. I, I pretty much individually talked to every single guy that did the hike and and got feedback and. Um, I'd say it was overwhelmingly positive. We had a couple guys. Um, one thing with a new frame, there's um, more adjustment to be had. Uh, so you can kind of play with stuff. So I think like Cody, the first day just didn't have it sitting right. It wasn't feeling great for him. And then changed a few things up. And then said the next day, on the, even with the 80-pound pack out, he said it was unbelievably comfortable. Um, so yeah, and a couple, one guy has a, a really heavy curve to his lower back. So I actually want to go back and, and, uh, add some curve to a frame and, and play with that for him just to kind of get that dialed in. But there's definitely more, more opportunity to kind of play with the pack. And if, if something's not quite working for you, you know, pressure where you don't want it or something like that, you can, you can uh, adjust that where really with the K2, you were kind of stuck with, it is what it is. You know, um, there was no adjustment. Yeah. I think the cool thing that sticks out in my mind and i was actually just having this conversation with somebody and we were talking about the new adjustments available in the k3 at that kind of micro level was he was asking well does that make it way more complicated and i think it's really nice that all that is there but it's not a complicated system um you know it's, yeah. it's still going to be very straightforward to fit it's just that you can kind of fine-tune and dial things if needed um but it's still just so easy to do that and to try different combinations of stuff is, is really nice. Yeah. I mean, that was probably like one of the hardest 
design challenges was I wanted to add the adjustments and features without having to get cumbersome and complicated and, you know, like you should be able to figure this stuff out in the field on the fly and not have to watch a 15 minute YouTube video on it. Right. Um, so it needs to be just very easy and, and intuitive to do. And, and I think we, we achieved that. Cool. Well, we could geek out and talk product all day, but, uh, yeah, we'll save that. We'll save that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, this week again, that Technica boot, um, podcast will release, be released on Wednesday. Uh, again, if you guys have any questions on the new products or want to make sure that you get those updates, just exomontgear.com forward slash 2019. As always, guys, thanks so much for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you Wednesday with that Technica discussion.